Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, February 20th. Happy anniversary to the U.S. Postal Service. It was on this date in 1792 that President George Washington signed an act creating the U.S. Post Office Department. It was on this date in 1962 that an astronaut became the first American to orbit the Earth. Can you name him? I'll have the answer coming up. But first, let's see if our Live 5 First Alert Weather Center has an out-of-this-world forecast for your Monday. Hey, good Monday morning to you, and happy President's Day. We're starting out quiet this morning. Some high clouds out there will be in a mix of sun and clouds today. Temperatures warm from the 40s and 50s this morning into the 70s by lunchtime, mid to upper 70s. Great day to get outdoors and enjoy kids out of school today. So take advantage of it. Tomorrow will be a 79. Small chance of a shower on Tuesday. As we go into Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, near record high temperatures for each one of those days. Highs will be in the low to mid 80s. Very, very spring-like out there this week. Cool down slightly on Saturday and then back up in the 80s on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Savannah Highway has reopened following a crash that left one person dead and three others hurt. That crash happened last night around 945 on Savannah Highway between Magnolia and Radio Roads. Charleston police say a car was traveling on Savannah Highway when it hit a pedestrian trying to cross the road. That car then hit a tree and overturned. The pedestrian was pronounced dead at the scene. Their names, uh, their name has not been released. The driver and two passengers were taken to a hospital but are expected to be okay. The crash remains under investigation and no charges have been filed. South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating a crash in Beaufort County that left one person dead. Troopers say the crash happened around 4.30 yesterday afternoon on SC-170, about four miles north of Bluffton. That's according to troopers. A motorcycle was traveling east when it collided with a SUV. The motorcycle rider died in the crash. The driver of the SUV was not hurt. The name of the victim has not yet been released. The Walterboro Police Department has identified a suspect in connection to a deadly shooting at a Waffle House. 19-year-old Jordan Glover is wanted for murder. Colleton Fire Rescue say they, that shooting happened at the Waffle House off of Bells Highway in Walterboro just before 2 o'clock Saturday morning. When crews arrived, they found a man inside the restaurant not breathing with multiple injuries. That victim was taken to the hospital but did not survive. Their name has not been released. Anyone with information about the shooting or suspect is asked to call authorities. Two Lowcountry Animal Adoption Centers are offering a reward for information leading to the arrest of two people who were captured on a ring doorbell camera abusing a cat. Now, the Pet Helpers Adoption Center and the Lowcountry Animal Rescue, they both are offering $1,000. The video, which has been on social media and shows two people picking that cat up and slamming it to the ground. Now, according to Pet Helpers Adoption Center, it happened at the Plantation Ridge community. The organization says it's been in contact with police and ask anyone with information to call authorities. A family in Berkeley County is without a home after a fire in the Hugey area. The East Berkeley Fire District says they responded to Canehoy Road just before 3 yesterday afternoon. Before crews arrived on the scene, they say the roof collapsed, but they eventually got the fire under control. The Red Cross has been called in to assist the family. They say they will provide financial assistance to help meet the family's immediate needs. 
Well, Alec Murdoch's defense team will call their third witness to testify in his murder trial Tuesday. Court is not in session today because of President's Day. Now, Murdoch, of course, he is accused of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul back in 2021. On Friday, the state rested its case, but before they did, they presented new tracking data showing Murdoch's car movements and speed. The new data shows Murdoch's car was at the kennels where the murders happened from 6.42 until 9 7 p.m. It then shows Murdoch driving at high speeds to his mother's house and arriving back at his property at 9.43 p.m. Now, after the state rested, the defense wasted no time calling their first two witnesses. They first called up Colleton County Coroner Richard Harvey. He testified about how he was able to estimate the time of death of Maggie and Paul to be nine. We also heard testimony from Shalane Tyndall from the uh, Colleton County Sheriff's Office. She spoke about a release the Sheriff's Office and the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division put out the day after the murders. Murdoch's attorney, Dick Harputlian, says their third witness testimony could be lengthy, although it's unclear who that might be. The defense has also said they expect the trial to last another week or two. Tomorrow, when court resumes, it will mark one month since the trial began. Now, even though court's not in session today, you can catch up with what's happened so far in the trial by heading to live5news.com and clicking on the Murdoch tab. Well, just into our newsroom, President Joe Biden has made a surprise visit to Ukraine to meet with President Volodymyr Zelensky. According to the Associated Press, the gesture of solidarity comes days before the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of the country. During his address in Kyiv, Biden also announced that the U.S. will be giving Ukraine an additional half a billion dollars. He went on to say, quote, one year later, Kyiv stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The former president, Jimmy Carter, has entered hospice care after a series of short hospital stays. Since the decision was made, his hometown, intertwined with his life and character, has been reflecting on his legacy and praying. Robert Costa has more. Churchgoers quietly congregated at Maranatha Baptist in Plains. All right, I see you're wide awake. Where former President Jimmy Carter has long taught Sunday school. But this Sunday, on the eve of President's Day, it was Carter's niece, Kim Fuller, who taught and spoke movingly of her uncle. Dear Heavenly Father, and we just thank you for giving us the opportunity to to be in the lives of these people and to have known them and to love them. It's very difficult for, um, I'm sure, the family as well as um, our church family. Deacon Zach Steele says the Plains community is turning to their faith and each other as they process the news. It's a remarkable testament to his character that you can be the most powerful person in the world, but when you come back home, You're just Jimmy. On Saturday, Jason Carter, the president's grandson, wrote on Twitter that his grandfather and grandmother, former First Lady Rosalind Carter, are at peace. And as always, their home is full of love. And the Secret Service spokesman said, rest easy, Mr. President. We will be forever by your side. I, Jimmy Carter, do solemnly swear. And as tributes for Carter's legacy pour in elsewhere, it's here in Plains, where his grace and grit are top of mind. Whether President Carter passes within days or months or years, none of us know, he's ready. 
He's lived a full and great life. Whether it's his longtime friends or his former advisors, the refrain has been the same here in the past couple of days, gratitude for President Carter's efforts to promote peace and human rights and for the simple way he has lived his life here in Plains for so many years. Robert Costa, CBS News, Plains, Georgia. The last day of the popular Southeastern Wildlife Exposition wrapped up yesterday after a weekend full of celebrating the great outdoors. Thousands of people gathered this weekend to watch live demonstrations, eat classic low country staples, search for art and clothing, and spend time with family and friends. Now, the event generates around $50 million each year in its economic impact and provides the public more information about conservation programs and awareness about the need to protect the environment. Starting in 1983, CWE brings about 40,000 people together each year to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle and to connect through a shared passion for wildlife. Some of the demonstrations included dock dogs, birds of prey, retriever, gun dogs, sheep, and duck herding. This is important for us. Is, you know, we think that everybody should have the perfect dog, and we, we like having well-trained dogs, and we think everybody should be able to experience that. So we take dogs and train them and so that they can have an enjoyable relationship with their dogs. The Palmetto Gun Dogs, uh, they've attended Seawee for 15 years to showcase the training that goes into a hunting dog. Well, Tri-County Play Collaborative has received a grant from Roper St. Francis Healthcare Community Investment Program that will benefit underserved children throughout the Tri-County. Yeah, our Samantha Popovic, she's live right now from North Charleston. Samantha, can you tell us what this grant will go towards? Good morning. This $5,000 grant benefits children's a- children aged 0 through 5 and will go towards three programs, swimmerships, birthing justice, and farm babies. Tri-County Play Collaborative says they are a group of organizations that creates early education learning opportunities through outdoor and cultural learning play events that include parents and provide health programs for underdeserved families and their children. They say those served are predominantly black and brown and include children with disabilities. The benefits this grant gifted by Roper St. Francis Healthcare's community will create three programs, swimmership, birthing justice, and farm babies, which will help children learn to swim, which will combat combat the drowning rates for black and brown children, supporting black and Latinx pregnancies in partnership with Berkeley County's beloved Early Education and Care Collective, which provides a trained assistant for young families during and after pregnancy, allowing a second edition for spring for young children to engage in play experiences that are culturally relevant, exploring ancestral farming techniques for healthy food. Tri-County Play Collaborative Director Ashley Brailsford says this grant allows the program to continue after a positive turnout last year. It it gives us the opportunity to expand um, and increase the number of children and families we can reach. So we piloted several, I mean, all of these programs um, last year and in the fall. And so this continued funding allows us to continue to provide those programs and reach more families. Brailsford encourages the public to become wonder done, wonder Wonder Funders, and you can find more about that at our website, live5news.com, and learn how to donate. Reporting live in North Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News.
Thanks so much, Samantha. If you're looking for a chance to give back, we do have an event for you. Live Five's partnered with the American Red Cross for a blood drive today from noon to 6. Donors get an Amazon gift card and automatically entered for a chance to win a trip for two to Florida. Oh, yeah. That trip includes a round-trip airfare, a three-night stay. You can make an appointment right now at redcrossblood.org with a sponsor code Live 5 at the top of the show, I told you that on this date, 61 years ago, an astronaut became the first American to orbit the Earth. That man was John Glenn, who circled the globe three times aboard Project Mercury's Friendship 7 spacecraft. Glenn was the third American in space and would eventually serve as a senator from Ohio. He died at age 95 in 2016. Celebrating birthdays today, Racing Hall of Famer Roger Penske is 86. Hockey Hall of Famer Phil Esposito is 81. Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell is 81. Actress Sandy Duncan is 77. Basketball Hall of Famer Charles Barkley is 60. Model Cindy Crawford is 57. And comedian Trevor Noah is 39. Thank you for starting your morning with Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.